Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. As you can see, today's episode is a little bit different, and I have my first guest ever, which is pretty exciting. And this is my friend Rose. Do you want to give a little introduction about yourself before we get started? Yeah. So my name is Rose, and I'm a senior. I'm I went to some classes with Ariel. I was in the same classes with Ariel, and um I I'm really into music and I wish that I would have published something so this could be a plug but I haven't so maybe in the future we can have another episode of this um yeah but Rose, very talented musician thank you <laughs> you're amazing okay yeah so like let's just start talking about like our friendship and how we kind of yeah each other um, my first, like, impression of you, honestly, really nice hair. Like, <laughs> that's the Leo thing. But I just thought you were, like, you had such, like, bold hair. And that's that was the only thing I really remember from, like, our first interaction. And, oh, no, 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 that's a lie. I walked into bio class and... Uh, Yes, and I was sitting across from you, and we were doing a lap that day, and you didn't want to partner with me. <laughs> you, you looked over to like I think it was Mia or something, and you were like, oh, "Let's be partners." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then, yeah, but I understood because I was like, "Okay, this seems like a school that people you know have a lot of like different connections in there." I thought it was super clicky here when I when I first came, and it is, but you know, yeah. Um... I'm really shy when I first meet people and like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people see that as me being like aloof snobby kind of. yes yeah, yeah. I, I get that so much from people who like don't yeah. know but yeah I was just I was like I'm scared what if I say the wrong thing so then I came <laughs> hey, like you want to partner with me but my first um impression of you was definitely your shoes because yeah. she wears things like Two inch, three thick. inch. It's three inch. <laughs> three inch, like thick yeah. black boots, and I was just like, "Damn, like that's a statement piece," you know? Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I definitely wore it for a reason, right? Like, I didn't want to come in. Like, I'm just so obnoxious, and like Loki, I like attention. So I, I like I was already late to the school year, right? So like, there was no like orientation is kind of where you like meet people if you're new but there wasn't none of that for me so I was like what can I do to draw attention to myself and so I wore those shoes and I walked in I felt like I don't know I felt like a lot I gave a lot of people the wrong like it just rubbed them the wrong way right because honestly people don't really like to believe that someone is that confident and it's true I am very confident and sometimes it 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 scares people you know yeah like in this society especially like not just our school I feel like being confident is almost like it's seen negatively and people just like you make you make yourself a target for people to like poke holes at because they're like there's no way she's that confident you know like there's there's no way you know yeah Yeah, like people almost want you to be insecure so then yeah nice things about you but when you start off already like knowing yourself and having Mm. that like foundation people are just like they want to bring you down and it sucks yeah mm-hmm. definitely I think I think strong personalities are always at risk of you know um rumors and criticisms and things like that but it's fine I mean we're the ones who are going to be like doing actual stuff you know but personally like I really admire like strong personalities. Like mm-hmm, I just yeah. I feel like I really like how like you guys can just be bold and say exactly what you mean without having to like second guess yourself and right. like what you see is exactly who you are, you know. Mm-hmm. It's true. I think you know, but I wasn't always like that. I, I think I've had to learn to like unapologetically be myself because mm-hmm. I think I I try to be someone else 
you know, like when you're in Canada and you're at like a white dominant school, you just want to fit in. And like, you know, like the beginning of, 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 wow, that was a stutter of high school. Like it's, it's a scary time. So all you want to do is fit in. You don't want to like make a statement or anything, but um, yeah, I tried to be someone else and it, and I did not like it. So that's how I kind of got to the place where I was wearing three inch boots to school. <laughs> You know, I've always wanted to try on your shoes, but in the beginning when we weren't even friends yet, I was just like, yeah. how do I <laughs> make <laughs> <laughs> Let me try <laughs> But yeah. Pretty iconic, like, honestly. I feel like people, I think there was a week where my shoes were like, there was a little tear and I couldn't wear them to school. And I wore like normal school, like normal school shoes. And then like, I think someone literally said, damn your vibe is so different like it's just like I my personality comes from the boots for real it just makes me more confident I think yeah I don't know if that's like a height thing because I'm pretty short and like it makes me taller but or or something like that but yeah <laughs> I knew you were going to talk about the boots they're too <laughs> iconic that's like an alter ego that's something that like we both kind of deal with a lot just this huge like misunderstanding and the majority of the assumptions that I get about me they're mainly from people who like don't know me at all and like I learned things about myself that I didn't even know were true and yeah like there's been times where I hear things from people I literally have no clue who they are and then they, they say these things and it like it's a pretty small community so it floats around and you know, that kind of sucks. And like, I'm not gonna lie, it does affect me a lot. Like, yeah, um, why would it not? Yeah, like I try to, you know, yeah, be true to myself. But sometimes that's hard when you're he- like, hearing all these things. And then you're like questioning yourself. And you're like, are, are what they saying is true? Or what? They- yeah. And then I think for me, it, I like I started becoming that person, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, it was kind of like pushing me. But um. Yeah, especially when you've been here for so long and you have like friends, you know, like specifically, mm-hmm. like you have groups of friends that. And also another thing is like you find out way after. And so you don't get a chance to defend yourself. Yeah, I feel like especially as high school kind of goes on, mm-hmm. um, like my group of friends got smaller and smaller every year. Yeah, and It's not necessarily because we got in a fight or anything, but it's just like we grew distant. And oh yeah, that's another topic we wanted to touch base on, like friendships and growing yeah. up from each other. Yeah, so there's definitely like you outgrow relationship. Like that's just something that happens because you you're like changing every day. And so when you do outgrow a re- relationship, it's okay, like you don't have to cut them off, but you don't necessarily have to surround yourself with them either. Cause I feel like there's been times when in like the past few months where I've hung out with people that I used to be really close with. And it, it, it just felt like not as, you know, we didn't click as much and it didn't feel as comfortable. And that's, that's kind of how you know that, you know, you've outgrown it and that's fine. Like, but some people in a small community, for example, super afraid of that. And they end up doing like, things to try and keep that relationship going and that's where like bad things happen because then you don't like to be because to be honest when you want to keep someone that you don't really know anymore since you've outgrown their relationship you might do something that you know hurt them because they're not they're not the same person anymore and their priorities are different maybe yeah 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 like it's just super important to not try to force anything, especially yeah. relationships and connections. Like once you kind of outgrow someone or they outgrow you, it's almost um, impossible to like try to like you can have a new t- sort of relationship, but it's yeah impossible to go back to the things that yeah the way that things used to be. Mm-hmm. And like I think it's always you know, you're going to meet new people like Ariel and I, we weren't friends before. And like, just because, wait, did we already record this or like, 
No, I think this is the new new one. Okay. <laughs> wow, we just exposed yeah. ourselves. This is hard, guys, to be honest. Yeah. But um, I think when we met, it was you know obviously you've heard the impressions, but it's also like mm-hmm. we started really becoming friends because um, you got into a relationship with one of my close friends. Yeah. Yeah, and then I I it stopped being about maintaining and improving my relationship with him. And it became about how do I, how do I fit myself into your relationship? You know, like, how do I make it work for you guys and not necessarily like, Oh, how do I keep my friendship going? Or how do I get closer? Cause like, that's, that's naturally what you want to do in friendships. Like you keep wanting to get closer and closer and, or like maintain the relationship and, Sometimes when, when your friends get into a relationship, that's not possible, you know? Yeah. And I think I made a really big effort with you. I think, like, I started texting you a lot and, like, asking to hang out, even though we've never hung out. Yeah. I think people should not be afraid of cutting people off. That's also another thing. Yeah. Like, I think setting boundaries. When you, yeah. Setting boundaries is really important. Like, I just want to ask this because I've always wanted to, but, like, have you ever felt uncomfortable with like our friendship like not me and you but like your ex and mine like like have you ever felt uncomfortable with it yeah like I think it was really interesting how my relationship with him brought like us mm-hmm. close yeah yes like I feel like that's yeah. something that doesn't happen very often um yeah. from the start yeah. like obviously like, I had I had heard things where it's like oh like don't trust your boyfriend's best friend or whatever yeah yeah but like I think for me I had a like uh, my relationship we had a very strong connection and trust Mm. built up with built up within each other and um like after meeting you and getting to know you I was just like there I had a solid like understanding and just like foundation that is not going to change like nothing is going to change yeah my relationship you know so I found it pretty easy to accept and yeah I never mm. felt like um it was something that was a problem For yeah me, I just tried to look at someone at their current state yeah like just digging into someone's past is gonna make you upset and it's, it's not yeah yeah it's not helpful and it doesn't affect anything that's going on right now so mm. that part I just I never really had an issue with and Okay, at the beginning of the relationship, I was, a, like, a little bit, like, wary. Like, yeah. I mean, my goal, like, I think I grew, a, like, apart from him because I started being friends with you. Like, and that's that's fine. Like, I don't know why people want to be friends with the guys when they, they can be friends with the girl anyway. On that topic, I think we were talking about relationship. And I think one of my advice for today's podcast is that, like, I know a lot of people, they say, like, you shouldn't have to, like, beg someone for the bare minimum or, like, like teach them how to love you, right? Or even in friendships. But what I've learned is when you're, because everyone's different and you're two different people entering this mutual thing. When you're from different, like, when you have different values and different things that have been normalized for you or different expectations, you have to communicate that, right? Like, I think for, for my relationship, definitely, like, we both came in with, like, different different um, ideas of what a relationship would be and, like, what the expectations, like, what's okay and what's not okay. And um, there was a few times that I was really upset of something that he did, but he didn't have bad intentions. It was just, it, it was, like, normal for him. And and I, the, the, the reason I'm saying that you need to communicate it is because now sometimes I still struggle with things that has happened in the past because, you know, the damage is already done. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to get over things and it's easier to kind of attack the solution when it, when it's going on at the beginning and not like, you know, not waiting. Cause I think in the past mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've never, like, I, I had, like, commitment issues, for real, and so I had a lot of pride walking into a relationship or a friendship, and 
I would have just left. Like if, if, if someone wasn't treating me well, I would have just left no explanation, no, no giving them like not giving them a chance to change or be better for me, you know, and vice versa. And like, I feel like if someone did that to me, I would be pretty upset. And I didn't realize this until now, you know, until I've been in a, like a, a serious committed relationship. Yeah. I definitely agree on that part. Like, having difficulty kind of being vocal about what you want in a relationship because I had this when I went in my first relationship I had like an ideal relationship that I wanted yeah and when someone was just not meeting my expectations I yeah I I thought it was supposed to be like a non-spoken thing yeah when you in reality like you need to be clear on how you want them to treat you or yeah. how you want them to act. And that was like one of my biggest problems, honestly, like not being able to set boundaries because I didn't mm-hmm. want to like teach people how, like yeah. it felt very unnatural and uncomfortable to me. Yeah, like you, yeah. you know, we both have a lot of pride and and we think that there's there's a like, Honestly, we should be treated like queens and princesses in a relationship. But it's like sometimes, sometimes like guys are so privileged in a sense that they don't see things as issues because they don't get called out on it, right? Yeah. And and so yeah. You gotta you gotta say something before it gets before it gets too late as well. Because it's hell to try and get over things. Um, if yeah it's like a build-up of yeah just like and you don't want that you know, at all yeah definitely and then yeah you need to like get things out before they build up and you can't see someone the same way anymore yeah it's true because mm-hmm. like we have so much more in common to talk about and things like that and you know we like took care of each other for a long time with like you know but like even then, even at the beginning where I was like making an effort with you, that was like before all the all the stuff happened. And like when it happened, that was when we really like when you really like stood by me. And yeah. Yeah, because it's just like I've kind of been in similar positions right. before when where you just feel so misunderstood, but you also feel mm. like constricted and like repressed like your voice is being repressed so you yeah. can't really fight for yourself but at the same time like people are getting to you and it's just a really uncomfortable state to be in for anybody yeah 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 I mean I don't I don't know what happened do you want to talk about it okay for me like I was not perfect like I definitely made mistakes and mm-hmm. I fucked up. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it in. Like I did fuck up, and it was. Wait, just- we can swear in this. You didn't tell me. <laughs> I've been restricting my like my my voice for like the past I don't know how many minutes. Like I can't swear. I can't swear. Like, we're this far on. into the video. Um, if my counselor's watching this, like, <laughs> I don't think he made it this far into the video. So it's yeah. Fun. But but also like this is how stu- your students talk anyway, so get used to it. You probably used to talk like that, so <laughs> yeah. But it's just like I feel like everyone is just constantly growing and changing all the time. Yeah, and um, I definitely made mistakes that like I am not proud of, but it's just like I felt like my mistakes defined who I was, and. Yeah. I felt like I didn't have any room to change and I just felt constantly like repressed into this like thing that was like this impression of me that I couldn't get out of and that was really frustrating because it's like I knew in my heart that I had become a different person and especially COVID gave me so much time to self-reflect and kind of get to the core of who I was but it's just like it's still hard getting like society and like people that- I think people cherry picks who can change like people decide who is allowed to change and who who isn't you know yeah definitely yeah that's where we get it but 
it's just like because I had gone through something like that in the past mm-hmm. I just like I wanted to give you a voice you know like yeah yeah, yeah. you and yeah. it was so strange because my close friends like who I kind of expected to be vocal about it right like it's it's one thing to support me in the background but when when things are kind of blowing up you you need someone to be vocal for you and those people for me were you and Billy which was like we just became friends like Billy Billy like didn't even not that he hated me but he also heard these like things about me like super recent to like when this whole thing blew up and and weirdly it was like you two who were like super vocal about it and like speaking out for it and it was like I think that was when I was like oh my god I think that I think this is like the proof that history doesn't mean anything like you can have a 10-year relationship with someone a friendship and like someone who came in two weeks ago could be more supportive of you and I don't know I just felt like thankful but also like shocked you know because I didn't expect the support to come from you two yeah but like okay so what's like your biggest takeaway from this situation um from what happened mm-hmm. keep your relationships private because I did and people still spoke on it imagine if you you know imagine if you just put everything out there it was just you know and now like now we don't even we don't let anyone in but yeah like keeping your circle small mm, yeah really definitely. like I don't remember if I went over this already but like as I got older, I mean, we're only mm-hmm. 17, but it's like, especially in these past few years, my circle yeah. just smaller and smaller. And sometimes like it, it does make me a little nostalgic. Like, wow, I remember when I had so many friends and like, yeah. I was never lonely, but it's like now I never have to question the people around me because yeah. I know their intentions and yeah. Yeah, I think that's so important. Like imagine how, how like, miserable it would be like having to think about what your friends are going to do if this situation or this like another situation happens you know mm-hmm. like you just want someone to like have your back always you know? and sometimes you can't find that in a friend and you got to find it in a relationship <laughs> but hopefully you find it in a friend mm-hmm. I think oh my god people like I see on TikTok all the time but people are always like shitting on people who like get into relationships and then don't hang out with their friends anymore but it's like it's down to like what makes you happier you know as long as you um make it clear with your friends that you know like I still respect and like value you the same it's just yeah my attentions and my priorities are kind of changing and that should be like a mutual understanding and like yeah like yeah. communication is so important right mm-hmm. it, it's clearly important because um you know a lot of the things that had happened could I feel like could have been avoided right like if someone had just reached out to first of all if someone didn't like if people just didn't blame me for something that was naturally changing because I felt like for a while every like we've said this so much but everything that my boyfriend was doing was kind of like not even like bad things that he were doing just like things that he he did was kind of falling on my head right like people just immediately assume that that it's it was because of me or like Mm -hmm. like I had an input in it right and and I think first that if people would just stop assuming second if people would have just reached out to me you know no one knew me like no one like had met me or like know who I was yet and everyone just kind of listened to these like not assumptions but like false like false things about me and and if so I wasn't going to be the one that reached out I was like fucking overwhelmed you know I was like I can't even go to school and feel I can't even like 
walk five minutes in the hallway and not not see like someone that 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 I know thinks badly about me you know so clearly communication is important <laughs> um are you sad that we're seniors I still can't process the fact that it's my yeah. last year of high school like I mean not really that like I'm a senior but I'm just like pretty overwhelmed by the idea of like starting a new chapter yeah my- and life yeah exactly like not having my family with me that's pretty scary but um, like you know like all we've known in our life is like you go to school you do your homework and you do other projects but like next year we'll have to like find a place to live for example like cook for ourselves kind of keep ourselves in check and that's you know responsibility is scary yeah and like it's just I've grown accustomed to my life and yeah I've like I've learned that um I really like routine and Mm. I mean I can adapt pretty easily but like routine is very important to me and yeah I don't like have some ability to control things that are happening like it freaks me out how are classes going though like good how do you think of virtual school and things um I think one piece of advice I would give to seniors or any year of high school okay I think this only applies to seniors but like senior year take the classes that you've always wanted to take and just make it like as enjoyable as possible because with college application process you have so much going on and you want to at least like do well in school and the only way I can really do well is if I choose classes that I actually yeah Yeah, I'm taking six humanities courses (laughs) I'm not even kidding and only like math is stats and stats is like English math you know yeah me too I think Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely gonna be semester one virtual Mm -hmm. which is so sad because like my boyfriend's leaving (laughs) in January and we don't get to see each other before that um like on this topic you want to talk about how like especially this first like strict lockdown has been on your mental health and Mm. how you've been doing you know I've never been close with my family we had such a bad relationship like everyone in my family with each other but like now that we're like I think parents are like they know they're overwhelming (laughs) so they've toned it down for for when we're stuck together you know like it's it's actually been been fun like just hanging out with them and like we found our old camera like from literally from when I was like six years old mm-hmm. so we've been like watching like all the stuff because I used to film videos all the time like every time I was bored I would like I'd be like hi guys today I'm doing makeup today I'm unboxing kinder surprises like that's what <laughs> so we were just like watching all of that again which is like mm-hmm. I cringed but I also felt like you know like I felt like before high school (laughs) I was so much more myself like I I felt kind of sad because because I was like I'm so more like introverted now than I used to be which is fine but it's it's just it's sad that people have to become introverted you know yeah definitely but that's really sweet like yeah I think especially since we're um trapped in lockdown like people have finding ways to like make it work especially in families and stuff like even with family like sometimes you need to set boundaries and like how are we yeah. gonna be able to stay sane with each other in these couple yeah. Of months yeah I did that too um I have two little sisters and um we live like all in one floor so that's fun <laughs> yeah I don't know it's just I don't know how it's working out but it is like it's going fine so. Yeah, like at the beginning of lockdown I thought I was gonna go insane like yeah I was like there's no way I can be stuck and like both of my sisters are like we have like seven years ten years age gap yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like same somehow it works yeah yeah but you but- know what's also helping me mm-hmm. is working out <laughs> I know we've talked about this <laughs> and you 
you had an episode on this, but I literally just started working out and I feel so bad if I don't do it. Like not in a, like for a day, like not in a way that's like, oh my God, I, I look ugly if I don't do it today. It's like, yeah. I need to feel productive and, you know, yeah, I, know. I don't know. It's been really helping me. Yeah. Huh. Cause it's like, it's just a small, like, it's almost like a hobby, like a, ha- yeah. a habit, a habit, like every single day. Like when, if I work out, like, I feel like I've accomplished this small thing every day. And mm-hmm. it's just like a daily checkoff, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's just like working out makes me feel so much like more productive. Like, like, you yeah. Said, even if like I'm- you just you just want to do everything else after you work out you're like okay what what work do I have to do let's go let's you know bust it up but um you know like since you've been working out for a long time it it feels like a habit right but for me like especially I've it's barely been a month since I've started working out and I think definitely recently like the past three days or something it's mm-hmm. felt like a real like chore because I'm not like I'm not used to it yet you know yeah like and yes I'm seeing results I love it but (laughs) it's like at (laughs) oh my gosh guys watch Daisy Keach Daisy Keach video it actually works I don't know I don't know I don't know anything about fitness but it's working for me so your body might be different and that's okay and you don't have to work out if you don't want to but Mm -hmm. like the past few days I've just been feeling like like I don't have that mind muscle like muscle mind connection <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, and I, I just yeah mm-hmm. I don't know like the past few days but then I think I just have to keep doing it until I love it again you know because suddenly when I first started working out and I started like started seeing like results I was like okay let's do it every day let's do it twice a day <laughs> and uh-huh. yeah no um like even if even that though that I've been working out for like um, a really long time already, like there are so many days where I don't want to do it. I found that like being able to be consistent with working out, mm, yeah, like a huge thing that is not as talked about is like switching up your routine. Like some people love having that, like um, they create a whole schedule of like doing leg arms like full body and stuff like that yeah. and it's so good at the beginning but obviously like we after some people like after it getting, gets boring yeah it gets boring and then you like you get annoyed of your routine so yeah. um what works for me is just like sometimes I completely change my routine and then I do something else for a couple of months until I get sick of that and I go back to my own routine or like sometimes I just like I completely ditch my schedule you know because it gets really boring yeah Oh my god, I also started like tracking what I eat. And I thought that was like for a while at the beginning I was like, dude, if I ever start doing that, like I'm going to stop cuz it's it sounds unhealthy, right? It sounds unhealthy to like track your calories and stuff. Yeah. But I'm tracking like macros and things and it's like it's I feel better, you know. Yeah, like, I think that's all about mindset. Um sometimes yeah. like tracking works really great for people and other times like it's overwhelming. Like for me, yeah. I found out that like I'm way too like I'm such like a perfectionist that yeah it's overwhelming so much. So yeah, just like it works for different people. Yeah. Or like you know why like it's just discouraging also when you know like for example yesterday you did this and then today you're so tired that you can't do it and it's discouraging right because you're like I've been doing it for so long why can't I do it today like am I getting weaker or whatever mm-hmm. and I think I definitely went into working out with the with the unhealthy mindset of like I want to look better and stuff like that but now it's like changed and I feel like that's critical because yeah you can you can start working out like if, if that's what gets you to work out like you looking better then that's fine but you, if you, if that's your whole thing, like throughout your, your journey, then it's harder, like yeah. than thinking that you want to be healthy. Yeah. Like that's definitely critical. I think it's like, that's a really good, um, like shift in mindset, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, um, for me as well, like when I first got into, um, working out, even in like the beginning of the lockdown, I was just doing like 
um like booty searching like booty work yeah, yeah booty workouts or like get a smaller waist kind of workout but um as time has gone on I'm now I'm just doing like um arm day workout or like um cardio workout like like even those small things like the things that I search I've noticed have been more like driven towards just like body the image fitness, the fitness no no like it went from oh, um, yeah, body yeah sorry to to like uh, <laughs> being like cardio or like um yeah dumbbell workout or something like that and I think that's really good mm-hmm. yeah and delete, deleting TikTok I think for both of us right have you did you delete no no I actually I actually like TikTok is such a sanctuary for me <laughs> Instagram, right yes I deleted Insta- I mean I deactivated it and I have to reactivate it soon because I have a club like I'm running a club and I need to do promo and stuff for it but mm-hmm. if it was my choice like if I was one of those people that like could be out of this like I love spotlight clearly and <laughs> that's okay to that's okay to say like I don't know why that's so shameful to say like yeah. it's fine if you want attention it's just what lengths do you go to 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 you know get to there you know just be a normal person and if you like the spotlight that's fine but if I was a normal person and I didn't like like the spotlight I would oh my god like Instagram is so done for me like I don't see it's it's so like when you because like I think when I start publishing my music my mindset would be different like it would be more like pressed for my music but I was like for this year I kind of was like trying to get my followers to go up so that I could prepare for releasing it and Mm -hmm. I and it just felt like a chore like every day I was checking how much my my like interactions have grown or like who's how much people are like who's like what demographic is looking at my stuff or like do I literally I had this thing and and my boyfriend can like like say that it's true but it's crazy like I I used to think like okay the best way to get followers is you post it right you Mm -hmm. post it public and then after like the hype has gone down, because you know, like when you post, there's a hype, you make your account private again so that people who want to see your post has to request. <laughs> it was crazy. Like that's what I did for like most of my posts when I was going through that that mania. And like that was just so unhealthy. Like it was such work. And like, you know, like those hacks where you like put hashtags in your like the same color as like the background of your story like I did that and it was like and yes I gained a lot of followers but it it was like like it was like that imposter syndrome again it was like did I get followers because people are interested in who I am as a person or like just because I did this one thing with you know and like uh, it was just so unhealthy and like I don't know man that was such a crazy time. I can't believe I did that. But like, I think it's really good that you're, you're able to self-reflect and like know that yeah. it's an unhealthy cycle because a lot of times it's even hard to like realize that you're doing something yeah. bad for you and like pull yourself out of that. So that's really good. And I think definitely for me as well, like I feel like everything just starts off so innocent and fun and you're yeah. like, want to promote your music and for me I was just I think my worst phase was probably like last summer like not last summer like when COVID really like even came in Vietnam and I just like started playing around with TikTok and like making posts and at the beginning like I kind of like blew up (laughs) like yeah if that like I kind of um like to me at the time with like such a small platform like I was like wow people are seeing my stuff and then it's just like you get that that's addicting like yeah you want that feeling again Mm -hmm. and like it becomes like a cycle like I think it's called like social gratification (laughs) like the sector something but it's just like you seek that feeling by posting and you like I started to like doubt myself if like this video didn't yeah if it didn't yeah that's yeah and even this year, um, especially like when I have 
I think that was my biggest fear once lockdown started. I was like, I'm probably going to go back into that cycle of like being addicted to my phone and like relying on social validation. Yeah. Yeah. I think the deleting it was like such a relief to me. You know what? Another thing that was crazy was I think I think I started posting on TikTok like I don't anymore now, but mm-hmm. when or like went on Instagram and my boyfriend literally like he he's not like he he's not a freak like social media like about it but he was just trying to help me because like he knew that I really wanted to build this brand to kind of promote my music Mm -hmm. and he literally said you should you should like you shouldn't have posts of me or like videos of me on your accounts because people don't like like people don't pay attention to girls with boyfriends (laughs) and then I did it no I did it that's the thing I was like okay if you're okay with it, bye. <laughs> like, um, but our intention wasn't like, wasn't to hide our relationship or anything toxic like that. It was literally just to, <laughs> just to optimize my like following count and stuff like that. And that was so, I like now thinking back, I just like, why, why did I put myself through all of that? <laughs> like that's such a unique, like I think your relationship is so unique from that. Like the the amount of trust like you can <laughs> see yeah. having each other is <laughs> but, yeah. um, and um oh yeah I think like getting into a relationship um that just like sometimes like my ex-boyfriend didn't say anything like oh you you shouldn't post these things like he never yeah. said anything like that but I just had like this like I felt like obligated to not post as much and like not try to yeah. uh, appear a certain way because I didn't want like to seem like I wanted attention, attention. outside of my relationship yeah exactly yeah. so like that kind of made me really like wary to post and it just did not become fun anymore yeah. I think also like I realized like it's so hard to like really find satisfaction because some one day like you do this thing that like it that you post this thing and it like you get like this amount of likes right yeah you get hype and then you're like really satisfied and you're so happy and then like someone else might post a similar thing and you see like oh they they get they're getting they have more (gasps) yeah I know I remember when I'm there (laughs) yeah like when I first started Instagram I remember like I think the first time I got like um 100 200 likes I was like oh my god this like as long as I just have this amount of likes like I'm set life like I never knew 100 people could see my stuff and now it's just like you always want more you know I think it's just human nature yeah Yeah. dude literally when because like I I never cared about growing my account like before I came here and I started like wanting to release my music but I remember there was this one post that I posted and my boyfriend and I were literally like timing like the time from like when I posted and then I hit like 200 likes before an hour mm-hmm. and then we just went yes yay we did it whatever and I was but like it's cr- why like now I'm thinking about it why was that such a big thing you know like of course I grew followers that's just gonna happen but mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you know how like he he has a quite a big following as well I would always like not get jealous but I'd be I'd be like he, he was like okay let me post you so you can get some hype like it was just it was so like the intention behind the posting wasn't like wasn't right anymore you know like he wasn't trying to like it wasn't toxic or anything it was just he was just trying to do something for me but I felt weird because I was like I feel like I'm leeching off you for for cloud but that's that's not true at all I'm just trying to <laughs> yeah so that's what happened because every time he posted me on his story I would get I think the first time he posted me, I got like 80 to 100 followers. And they were all girls. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's fun. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's so weird how, like, what social media can kind of like do to us. Even though, like, of course, we don't have, we don't like, both of us, we don't have intentions of, of doing whatever it takes for for social media you know yeah for sure like we wouldn't go we wouldn't go like too far 
but it's crazy that <laughs> we both had phases like that. Yeah, and I think that like also social media can um, like portray us in a way to yeah people which is also a main reason why I don't post as much anymore because like um yeah there was a lot of like especially last year um or like a long time before it was just like so bad to be confident in yourself and like I just felt like people were getting the impression that I was like really self-obsessed and that um that I was just like always posting everything like even when I got that Instagram award remember <laughs> in house leagues like the Instagram star oh yeah, yeah 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 like the oh the one that can't like live without Instagram or something like that it was like who yeah. put the most effort into yeah. social media or something yeah and like sometimes like people just like unconsciously say stuff like oh like um don't you like spend time like taking selfies every day or something yeah like, it's, weird. It's, uh, it's it's so annoying because like in reality like so many times I start off doing something as like fun and pure and then like it gets back like word gets around and then and then like imposter syndrome I'm like so yeah. I am like trying to be this version of myself that other people so that other people can like see me in a certain way it's just really yeah. frustrating also when you post something you might intend it to you know look a certain way or feel a certain way but then other people like depending on like what impression they already have of you or like something they could totally twist your intention yeah like, I- you know there's been times where I've posted things and I'm like I literally just like I just like how I look and stuff mm-hmm. like that but I could always feel a sense that people were like oh my god she's like she's like showing like you know like Mm -hmm. I don't know something that is kind of not sensitive but like provocative in a way yeah but like that's not that's not what and like any of this is about you know like it's just I literally just look good I feel good I post it and then there's this you know how like I I feel like the most normalized thing about how toxic social media is Mm -hmm. is when you ask your friends or like the people around you if you should post something oh yeah have you ever thought about that like why why do we like I stopped asking but it's like it's so weird that yeah yeah like I don't ask um it was a huge thing in middle school I remember like we all got really into Instagram in like eighth grade Mm -hmm. and like I remember we asked like our entire friend group which is like seven girls it's like should I post this (laughs) and then people yeah. would, and they'd be like uh, yeah it was so hateful it was so bad yeah also you start like comparing yourself to other people mm-hmm. like you know like I feel I feel weird whenever like I feel like I can't use a filter if someone has already used it that I've seen it like it's so weird I don't know why I think like that mm-hmm. or like if someone has done that pose or like wear something similar, like I can't do that again mm-hmm. but why it's just answers we will never get yeah <laughs> sometimes even um I think like the I'm not that like aware of what other people post like mm-hmm. compare like com- in comparison to myself because like sometimes like my friends will literally dm me and be like oh my god this girl's copying you and then <laughs> yeah like, anyway, like I did not no. even notice that you know like yeah. I just feel like it's really easy to be like really hypercritical about everything on social media or like when you know like you at the time you post a photo and like two months later you look at it and you're like why did I post this yeah but it's it's a normal photo it's it was fine it was just like since like we keep our 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 view of ourselves keep like growing and we know we can take better pictures and stuff like that and then we look at it and like archive, archive everything. Yeah. It's so weird. I don't know. But I have been so much happier just like not looking at my Instagram. Like I think there's a time way before I came back to Vietnam that I I kind of 
said that I was off Instagram, but I was still looking at it every day. I wasn't, I just like removed everything, but I was still looking at it. But this time it's like fully like deactivated and I only use my spam. And spams are fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, dude, when I first came to SSIS, there was a time where my spam has always been a place where I, I'm so like picky about who I let into my spam. Because to be honest, a lot of people don't know me and it's kind of my fault. Like I can't blame them for not knowing, knowing me because I don't really let anyone in if they're just like, like, I don't really have acquaintances or like friends that are not close friends, you know, yeah. like I don't have, I don't have stuff in between because I'm just like picky like that. And so, but there was a time when I first came to SSIS and I just let everyone in my spam. And that's like something that I regret so much because my spam then became my main feed. Like it it felt like everything I posted was like going through the same process Mm. as if it was going to be posted on my main. Yeah. And it it just felt like weird again. And then I removed and there's only like 30 people on it now, which is like, I feel so much better and I could just post whatever I want to, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there was a time where I had like 300 followers on my spam. And yeah. It was, like, it was so crazy. Like, it's supposed to be this place where you can like really express yourself without feeling like people are judging you. Yeah. And, and no I, one, yeah. no one has 300 close friends. <laughs> no need, one does. Like, I need to, take, I think I need to go through a little cleanse because I still have. <laughs> detox yeah yeah but yeah wait and my spam I don't even look at other people's posts like sometimes I do but it's it's mostly for me to post that's how narcissistic I am (laughs) but (laughs) yeah I feel like I have such like a set mindset about social media now like the feeling of having to look perfect and having to say everything perfectly and like mm-hmm. I'm really trying to like um, reproach those thoughts, but I like it's just so hard because it's like almost like a set belief. Like you need to look yeah. perfect because like even sometimes when I want to post something fun and like I don't think twice before posting it, and I see like fucking share, freaking shares, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my yeah. god, shares are, are so funny. scary. Oh my god, shares are so scary. Was like oh I have God. no idea what people after are. this podcast I have something to tell you but um there's people that like don't follow me that are like periodically looking at my story and I'm just like mm, what you hear what did you hear about me what like why are you here because you don't follow me yeah. yeah honestly like I feel like I have a lot to say and things that are actually really helpful and yeah. like can actually make good impact but like this these core beliefs about social media are really holding me back and like I just like especially when I was filming my podcast I was like holy shit like I have so many things to say that like yeah. I'm able to make like when I was filming YouTube videos I could never say those things because I was so like aware of like how I was looking and how I would present myself and yeah, yeah that's like the main reason why I started this whole thing to like take away that focus on my appearance and now we're back here. <laughs> I just think it's, I just, I just thought it was fun if like we could see each other, you know, because yeah. like when you have guests, at least. Um, wait, you deleted TikTok? Yeah, I did. I mean, I'm still like, I, I have like the um, the computer account? so I can like oh, see okay. people sending me, but I don't like have the app at all anymore. And like, it's funny because like one of my mentors was like, why are like your main platform is tiktok like you can't you should you know like and then like i have like people who are like oh if you did this trend like oh my god you could like blow up again and i'm just like i'm so tired i don't want to put in the effort and like try to appeal to other people yeah Mm -hmm. yeah you know what's always been interesting to me like why is following and unfollowing someone so significant now or like blocking you know like Mm -hmm. why does that why does that say anything about 
are like literally I could just be joking with you and I could just like block you right now and people would be like oh my god Rose blocked Ariel oh no Rose doesn't follow like it doesn't it doesn't have to say anything if you you don't make it there was even this like club that I'm part of outside of school and this girl was straight up like I saw that you and this other girl from your school aren't following each other. Like, tell me what the team <laughs> happened. I was like, what? Like, why, why do you guys have to, like, why do people have to follow each other on social media to be friends in real life? <laughs> That's controversial, but I'm just, if you really think about it, like, why do we care so much? Another thing that I wanted to talk about, like, I don't know if you relate to this, but like, Remember at the beginning of the year when you were like, um, you're kind of like a doormat. <laughs> like, like you allow people to like walk over you, you know? Yeah. Like I know you didn't mean it in a bad way, but like in some ways I was like thinking about I was thinking about it and like in many ways, like I feel like that's so true because I'm so used to people like already disliking me from like our first impression that I'm just mm-hmm. like I need to like be go the extra mile to be nice to them, like really make myself like deep, yeah. deep, mine, deep, it's like undermine myself just so yeah. people can feel like, um, like more comfortable. Comfortable. To- yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, I've been thinking, I've been trying to work on it, but like at this point, it's like, I've done it for such a long time. That, like, I mean, you're just a June Gemini. So <laughs> I think that's the thing as well. Um, no, I didn't mean like doormat. Like, I know you know I didn't mean it in a bad way, but it was also just like, I think there's, you know, like there's, when you get to college, it will be so much easier. It's just that you've been stuck here for so long that you can't, you're not, you don't have the chance to do that anymore. You don't have the chance to kind of stand up without like <laughs> things falling on your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think for me, why I'm able to do it, like why I'm able to just say fuck it and like I don't care if you hate me, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this anyway. Like I'm gonna say you suck anyway, is because this is my 12th school, and when really? you, yeah, oh God, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. So when you go through that many communities, you realize how insignificant they are the people that hate you when you make yourself when you're confident you make yourself an easier target because people are like they like to poke holes in stories but what was I saying oh my god my brain is just um at my old school I've dealt with it and when you get the opportunity to just leave the community so many times like I have and been through it so many times you realize how insignificant these situations are Mm -hmm. and you realize how like literally what what are people gonna do in like 10 years about what I said about them yeah and how I stood up for myself like they can't if you don't let them if you make yourself untouchable to them and set your ground stand your ground and just be like no that's not okay that you said that about me go away. I cut you off. I don't need you. Like if if they try to talk to you, why? Because clearly we're not friends now. We're not going to be friends later. I don't need to keep you in my life. So I don't need to explain myself to you, you know, Yeah. but it is, I see how it could be hard for you. And it's, it's not your fault because if you have been through as many like schools as I am, you would see that it's, insignificant but right now you have connections that have lasted I don't know five or six years that it feels like the end of the world if you cut them off right it does and that's why you you're not able to you're not like we basically think the same it's just our approach and how (laughs) bitchy we are is different (laughs) I feel like I'm like in my heart I'm like fiery, but then it's repressed, like very yeah. deeply repressed. That at this point, like, like I have to like rethink, double think, like everything that I'm doing before I actually do it, and that's so tiring. Like, it's so tiring, but 
I'm hoping that like in college I'll be able to yeah because mm-hmm. socially I'm so much more confident this year because I don't like I don't need that many friends and um I think no one wants to really mess with me you know and that's something that is like it makes it will make my senior year easier yeah yeah and like you know who who yeah I know who can trust yeah for me like I like like I said I made many mistakes and um like in my head at the time I literally felt like I was the worst person ever and then I was like I got a huge wave of imposter syndrome and I was like everyone who is associated me like like I don't deserve to be associated with anyone and then like a lot of months with for like people who are really my true friends and like really know me to like the core level where they were like try to like see in a different light like yes you made a mistake but um this person said like if anyone else made that mistake like the same thing would have not happened to them no one would have yeah but because it was you I was just so confused with my identity and it was just like terrible definitely I've heard that as well Mm -hmm. the thing is like clearly here it's not completely equal especially like obviously there's some misogyny going on but like there's also like they just clearly I didn't even do anything wrong and I'm the one that my like that my friend group got smaller and that like I only trust a few people now and that's because I didn't do anything wrong and sometimes when they view you like that like you have the urge to like just act like that to them like if yeah yeah yeah. a bitch then I'm just gonna be like that you know but another way I use it is like the the bitchiness that Mm -hmm. you know that is like the vibe that is to us is like it's kind of like a social filter because you don't want people that are so shallow that they would only look at what they see and be like oh this person is is self whatever indulgent or like this person is bitchy this person is controlling this person is territorial you know like you don't want those people around you want people who really know who you are and wants to listen to your story because again bringing up billy he he had all these you know he was told all these things about me as well mm-hmm. but then we had a one talk and that's how i know that you know through this whole thing it's not my issue um because as after he heard it like we became best friends and we're still best friends now yeah for sure like in a way sometimes I'm kind of glad things like this happen because it gives you a time to self-reflect and like because you don't have that community around you anymore that like safe bubble that you really have to think like who really is going to add value to my life yeah who who's the one who like you you just realize who everyone is in situations like this and I think that's valuable always yeah. always valuable to know the truth mm-hmm. yeah yeah and like it's in the times that like shit happens when things mm-hmm. like become the best after like you know like when you hit your yeah. low that's like when you know that like things get better and like mm-hmm. those times like those lessons that I've learned I've been able to incorporate in other things and like if stuff like that never happened to me, like I would probably have never like tried to find my true identity and like realize like all the mistakes that I was making. And those people who are with you at your lowest, you can trust them. When you're at your best, you can't trust anyone. Yeah. Like until you're at your lowest, you don't know who to trust. This has been like, <laughs> we've been talking for like, what, like two long, hours? Like two hours. <laughs> it's gonna be three hours I don't know (laughs) I feel like so many times like I have these like thoughts or like struggles but like I'm really like I repress so much like I don't tell anybody because I'm like this is not right like I should not be feeling like this and until I hear someone else say it then I'm like oh shit like 
that is that's normal you know so I think it's I so- think that's kind of our friendship like a lot of the time yeah. you'd be like wait I literally think that and I was like yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> so what did we learn today <laughs> so we talk a lot <laughs> we talk so much I'm gonna have so much fun editing this but I think <laughs> a lot of important topics out yeah yeah um, so we talked about uh what do we talk about boundaries and friendships and social media relationships we talked about working out yeah a lot of stuff wow let's see if you just this is like your whole life guide i I feel like we've been talking for like three hours or something i'm gonna play this for my sister when she's like 13 (laughs) (laughs) this is what i learned in high school yeah i was actually gonna write like a freaking guide like a plan for the <laughs> yeah like my sister like when I was her age I would have never asked like what's racism what's prejudice what's refugees like and now she just like knows all of that and I'm like that's crazy yeah you they're know? like educating themselves every single day mm-hmm. and because yeah. they have like the means now they have like social media and stuff I mean mm-hmm. I mean when we grew up it was like we were kind of in that transitional place, you know, like it was, it was part of our life, but it was also new. Like it wasn't like there already, like their, you know, their life. Yeah. For me, yeah. Like for me, it was even more because I lived in China for eight years. So Google, Instagram, YouTube, that's all banned. I had no right. idea who like Katy Perry was. Like <laughs> I, I was so like uneducated about like yeah. social media stuff. So when I came here, like, it was such, like, a cultural shock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just crazy. Like, I'm so happy for them that they're going to, like, know all of this earlier. Yeah. And they, they have a stronger sense of self than yeah. me. For sure. <laughs> I don't know what to say. How do we wrap this up? I feel like you should include this part. We're such a mess. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay anyways if anyone has made it to the end thank you so much for listening and dm me or rose on instagram if you have any ideas or questions about the things that we've talked about and if you have any further questions that you want us to answer together just let us know thank you (laughs) and have a nice day wherever you are bye-bye